HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. And we're back. We're back. So much has happened. So much has happened. We usually don't get Jack anymore, unfortunately. Jack, Jack Inslee, Engineer of the Stars, back but today on Gay Pride Day. That's, that's why he came in. How come you're not at the parade, Jack? <laughs> I needed an excuse, so I came to do your show. I love the parade so much, although it's getting it's getting a little out of control over, over there. It's a little sprawling out of control, a little corporate, a little big, a little noisy. Like little, the Mermaid Parade, which was I yesterday. Can't, I, I, <laughs> I can't do that anymore, the Mermaid Parade. No, it's too hot. It's good, but... Um, too much sun. But we are happy to be celebrating gay pride. I think, you know, I would, I'm cool enough to be gay. I'm not gay, mm. but... I'm totally, mm. co- totally cool enough to be gay. Mm. I, I make know. a lovely Dijon vinaigrette, nah. as you all know. <laughs> There's more involved in being gay. Okay, my David Bowie obsession. Mm. I love, I love uh, chamber music. No, you're not. You're not. No. The ballet. No. I'm no, thinking about no. going to an off-Broadway show next week. No. Nope. There you go. It's no. just the ass fucking no. and the cock sucking that I'm really not into. Mm, those are Other, pretty big otherwise, parts. otherwise, I'm totally on board, <laughs> and I do uh, love my gay friends so much. So, Judy, we both have uh, been traveling a little bit. You were in Seattle celebrating your new book. Yes, the official book of sex, drugs, and rock and roll list. We had a big party at the Sunset Tavern. A screaming tree was there. A screaming tree. A screaming tree. Barrett Martin, uh, who was very nice. We we had How grungy. A- it was very it was very grunge. I wore my flannel shirt and we're going to have a party in on uh, July 12th at Powerhouse Arena in Dumbo. I can't and there's wait. sponsored by Paps Beer. I can't wait. Paps Beer. Williamsburg, that's where I'm from. That's that's like my, you know, mother's milk. There's nothing better than a book about drugs with a beer sponsor at the party. Yeah, I couldn't get a Coke sponsor. And a band. And a band. Uh, Mike Edison and the 
whatever the fuck you're calling yourself this week, Ben. I can't wait. And, um, you know, I was traveling too. That's why we haven't been on uh, the air live in a couple of weeks. I was in Chicago at my nephew's bar mitzvah. You're, t- you're really horning in on my bar mitzvah business. I, I, believe me, they could have used you to write the fucking movie. Okay. Well, actually, maybe you could have taken notes from this. It was like a pep rally for a 13-year-old dictator of some third world country. It was like jumbotrons fucking everywhere. And, and what is this kid actually fucking done he turned 13 and he wrote a few a, lines in Hebrew who the fuck cares he's a man we should introduce our guests and see if they have bar and bat mitzvah stories our guests are so awesome unfortunately not <laughs> Janet not me no oh my god <laughs> Danny are you even Jewish I'm only half a Jew oh okay. yeah, just, the, the, just the good half like Henry L I'm full on <laughs> full our, on. Gu- our guests today are Janet Ginsburg my new office mate also a writer and comedian you <laughs> And Danny Hellman. An, an unapologetic Rush fan, Janet Ginsburg. It's true. <laughs> Danny Hellman, a, a fabulously talented cartoonist. Uh, one of my very Thank favorite you. artists in New York, Danny Hellman, who's done uh, almost 100 Screw Magazine covers. Wow. You know, almost. Which is almost 100. And uh, is archiving Screw covers on your blog, which is something I look forward to all the time. It's great. People don't even realize that. I mean, the cover of Screw Magazine was... It's, it's like a museum It's a who's who I mean there was a time When you had to do That cover To be anybody In, in the comic world Right Well everybody in New York Worked for Screw At one point uh, Some more than others uh, But the I list can, of people Who've done the covers Specifically are, are amazing You've got Crumb And Spain You know The, the underground Giants The giants of underground comics They all did Screw at one point Or another And, and they're fantastic And they, they hold up They're, they're, they're really I have a special Amazing. place for Screw in my heart because my, my one and only positive review during my porn tenure was in Screw magazine. <laughs> that was when you Wait, were, were you a porn who, star, who, Janet Ginsburg? I was a, a, an editorial porn star. <laughs> who wrote that review? I don't know, but I liked it because it said something is very wrong in the offices of Chic because someone there can actually write. And that was me. <laughs> All right. Because I, I was the only fucker in the office. That, that what, was, of course, a Screw Magazine staple was to review other porn magazines. <laughs> yeah, what year was it? I'm going to try to figure out who wrote that review. Oh, probably like 96, 97, something oh, like so that. Oh, that's probably Dave Clark or... or John Walsh, or yeah, one of the guys. One of those know. guys. One of, one of those guys, or Chip. You know, well, yeah, I don't think no, Chip, Chip wasn't there a few yet. years okay. later. But um, that was always a good thing. So Chic, which was sort of like Larry Flint's attempt to sort of go upmarket a little. Was bit. Was it fashiony? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, when, when you say fashiony, if you mean Hair splayed tips. vaginas, yes, very fashionable. Nail Actually, tips. it was it well, was it had gone through a lot of changes. It started out as like the little sister to hustler that had Grace Jones in it, and it was a strange format and everything. It was supposed to be like we for Larry. Well, we. Which was Hefner's attempt to chase penthouse, basically, and the code word being international, which just means, you know, sluts with tans, basically, you know, that look vaguely French or, or Brazilian. Maybe um, a beret. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish beatnik porn should be more of that. By the time I got there, it was being pitched as the as the career woman porn. So all the women I wrote about had jobs, but they still oh. like to, you well, know. Well, needless to say, it's a very cynical business, that porn magazine business. Oh, I, which, hush. Which, I don't believe you for a minute. <laughs> which you can read about in my new book, Dirty, Dirty, Dirty. Available <laughs> booksellers everywhere. The um, Mike and Judy shill hour is in effect. <laughs> so, Dan, did you use, like, live models? Did you get any of that action? Like, no. People always thought that. You'd go up to the offices of Screw and there'd be nude women cavorting, but yeah. it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. But you know, but you know, it's I a place at, of business. I worked at High Times and there was a lot of pot there. You worked at High Times. I swear, the one time I went up to High Times, they had a secret reefer room that was like a bunker hidden away in the back of the place. It, it, 
Yeah, you're looking yes at me. No. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. feel like you've said it. No, no, that didn't exist. <laughs> oh no, it, it, it wasn't so it. secret though. <laughs> well, you know, when, when which office High Times moved around a little bit. It, it was, was on Park office. Avenue South. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Steve's office. Right, yeah, I was always there. I'm sorry, Phoenix's office. Oh, fucking hippie douchebag. But you know what they did? <laughs> the secret of the High Times stealth smoking program. Okay, <laughs> was this thing. Um, it was fashioned out of the top of like a two liter Pepsi bottle, like a plastic Pepsi bottle, cut and then fit, retrofit with parts from an Israeli gas mask. Oh, yeah. This okay. is so retarded. Oh, yeah. This okay. is like the ingenuity that I did in high school, like smoking out of tampons, oh, okay. out of apples. Oh, okay. Like, well, well but, this, but this act, this shit actually worked. I and mean, this gizmo was amazing. Like, where was it when I was, you know, getting stoned in like my, you know, the bedroom of my parents' I had house? A friend who because made one of those. you take a big hit and you blow it through the thing and it's an Israeli fucking gas mask. I mean, this thing works. It's industrial. But you know how much. Pot you have to smoke to burn out an Israeli gas mask. Well, that probably took two days. At yeah, high times. times. Yeah, they went through them like fucking Kleenex, and apparently the Israeli military wasn't supplying them fast enough. <laughs> so at which point they went back to the old school method of like you know a paper tube like from paper towel or something with a fabric softener sheet, you know, tied around the end. We just made the place smell like hot tuna was doing their laundry. You would think that High Times <laughs> would have like state of the art stuff given to them free from the people who are making. Smoke the smoke is a problem, you know. Especially problem. once a smoking ban went into effect, I'm sure it was much harder. Have you tried those vaporizers? Have you ever tried? My that? friend swears by it. Yeah, yeah, I've tried it. It was good. Eh, yeah. I'm not a. It positive. seems like a lot of like. I, Auntie I Judy's not into the whole into, pot thing. Well, it's a lot of. I, I can't. Sp- it's like I don't like 3D TV. There's like levels of 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 fandom that I don't go to, and that it's a little much to own. To own yeah, thing. really economical though. Uh, <laughs> tell Jack, <laughs> Jack. How, how does how is that, Jack? The vaporizers economical? Yeah, because just you know, a tiny little bit gets vaporized, and you get a, a whole lot out of it. Aren't they like two hundred bucks or something? Yeah, I want to just stick well, it in your I, I arm. Use other that works vaporizers, too. you know. Ooh. That's the economical move. In the long term, it pays for itself. I'm old school with yeah. the pot smoking. I like to roll a joint, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> vaporizers easier in your lungs. I actually too. have this like giant collection of rolling papers at my house because I have like Rolling Stone brand. Like you know the, the band Totally bootleg pirate shit All this weird Collection of rolling papers I don't know I like old headgear I wish I could find A power hitter Ginsburg you know What that is What those squeezy things You know I made that, a like power shotguns, hitter Like shotguns Because you probably saw it At the Yes concert You went to in 1978 <laughs> Untrue <laughs> Untrue all around So Dan you don't like Pot either I reached a point where I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah me neither I think we all support The general idea Yeah pot. I'm not sure. against sure. Pot I wouldn't deny of... anybody their pot, but personally, I'd rather... it, it, it's not a good choice for me. I just find it unpredictable at this stage. Like It's like <laughs> I can take it and have a great time, or I can take it and immediately yeah, be like, absolutely. what am I doing in the house? Why Quit I looking at me! <laughs> yes. I'm, fail- I'm trying to be a better pothead, and I'm just failing miserably at it. It's too fucking time-consuming. It, it, does, it takes so much time. It's and expensive. It's- I-, I have a bunch of pot in my house, and it just sort of sits there, and I always say, oh, great, I want to get stoned and play with my synthesizer. You know? I get stoned and play with my echo machine, you know, or, you know, or watch the Bob Marley video. I'm pretty classic stoner that way. But, it, you know, I smoke pot in the morning. That's it. The day's fucking gone. I smoke pot in the evening. I never get to sleep because I know pot makes a lot of people sleepy. But for me, it just makes my mind race. You yeah. know, I want to get out like the finger paints and stuff. I smoked some pot and went to see Prometheus. That's what I'm good oh, at. Like, oh, don't, yeah. don't so get me bad. started. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, you know, that was one of the, then well, welcome to marijuana. It's like I enjoyed it while it was going on. But the second I got home and started thinking about it, I realized how much it sucked. It was a terrible uh, movie. We've, um, we're actually, we have a phone caller today. We have today. a phone call. Wait, <gasps> and I, for, I forgot. We, this is a very special guest, actually. Well, we a phone caller. Call on line eight. A reality show star, no less. And my friend. Monty, are you there? 
Yeah, Judy. Yay! You might notice my lisp today, Monty, because I had some implant surgery the other day. <gasps> what kind of implants, Judy? I, I, have, I have big tits now. That's why, like, I'm lisping. So, congratulations on Master Chef. Thank you. You know, my, our friend Mike here is a friend of uh, Joe Bastianich, who's been kind of a dick to you, but he's chilled out lately. Well, Joe Bastianich um, is actually amazing. You know, I know he doesn't look amazing on TV. Um, you know, <laughs> An amazing dick, he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the words that come out of his mouth. But he's actually, in real life, like a really cool person and not as as Gargamelish, if, if I could throw a Smurfs reference in there, <laughs> as he, uh, he behaves. Smurf reference? That's a first on this show. <laughs> um, Thank you. I know, I know you can't give anything away, and we don't want you to, but I have to tell you, the highlight of my TV viewing career, I believe, is watching you um, slice up a pair of testicles. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of a certain loser comedian sitting at home watching that, clutching himself. <laughs> Dude, you know the funny part about that is the whole time I'm trying it because you have to actually take the the uh, balls out of the testy sack, and it's not as easy as it looks to get them out. So Mont- Monty cook prairie oyster. Mont- Monty cook testicles. Like, testicles. Whose testicles? All over my glasses. What kind, of, what kind of testicles were they? Bulls testicles. No, thank you. They're ginormous. Apparently, they were standing in for a certain comedian. Do you you always cook those with lemon? Did you cook them with lemon? (laughs) No. Parsley sprig? (laughs) I wanted to hurt even more. No, um, I I braised them uh, in a red wine broth. Is that the way you like your balls, Judy? (laughs) And and, um, and, and then I bred them and and fried them up a little bit because you have to actually cook them for a long time because they're tough. I've actually eaten testicles. I have. This is Janet Ginsburg, one of our guests today, Monty. <laughs> the only, I think, I believe the only one in the room who has ever tasted testicles. That scene in is the locker true? room in 1994 doesn't count, Ginsburg. I mean, non-human testicles, Judy. That's what <laughs> yeah. we're talking about. I didn't eat them. I, I have, just... and I finally understood why they call them Rocky Mountain oysters because they're they're like seafood. They're way more like seafood, and that doesn't make any sense. But that's what I. That's what I found. What the fuck? You know, it's like this show always seems to go there. You know, the women talking about eating balls and cutting up, cutting up testicles. And, <laughs> so, you know, so it's Monty, entertaining. We, we had a whole show about eating placenta. It's like, what the fuck? What, what did the <laughs> judges? What did the judges think about your um, fried balls? <laughs> <laughs> they liked them. I mean, I didn't make the top three, but they liked them. They were really impressed with everyone's dishes that so, day. I mean, Gordon it, eats the, balls? the most hilarious thing in the world was when we lifted up the the mystery box, and you know, there's this huge lamb's head with. The, Disgusting tongue sticking yeah. out of it, and uh, it had so much plaque, Judy. Oh no, we hate <laughs> plaque. And, and decay. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, you need someone to hook you up with some toothpaste, little lamb. It's awful. And, and it, the whole time we're all gagging. Gordon Ramsay just loses it. <laughs> I mean, he can't even get two words out without cracking up. He was so happy about how disgusted we were. It was hilarious. I'm sure that was really disgusting. Um, now, what is up with the blind chick competition? I know you love her, but you cannot 
put a blind chef okay. into con- that is such okay. a gimmick. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm standing up for the blind girl right now. Okay, and I'm shocked at a human rights activist such as yourself, Judy McGuire, would possibly say that a blind person doesn't belong on a cooking show. Well, I, I, I think she she should maybe they shouldn't play maybe they shouldn't play piano either. <laughs> I think she should do whatever she can. I think that's great, but this is. I'm sorry, Monty. I love you and your show, but this is a blatant plea for like the. You don't think blind people can cook? Yes, I think blind people can what's, cook. What's next? It's a very slippery slope, McGuire. Next, you're going to say, oh, now you need to have okay. legs to cook. Okay, blind or, people. Or only, only, Judy, only Irish Judy. people can cook. Yeah. And, wait, wait, wait. And then the next thing, talk. it's, it's, it's mean, the Jews. When I, I know first, When I first found out that there was a blind girl on the show, I mean, we were all just shocked. And I remember watching her cook for her audition dish, and it's mesmerizing yeah it's mesmerizing maybe not every single blind person should cook just like <laughs> not every single person that can see should cook and, and be behind a stove because they can't do do it well but this woman is so talented are you ever Honestly, tempted to like switch the salt and I, sugar? I know it was a competition and i i should have been you know rooting for myself the whole time but there were so many times that I wasn't even focused on what I was doing, and I was going, "You can do it, Christine." Because <laughs> yeah, but that's Tanisha how they get you—a total inspiration. <laughs> yeah, Judy, an inspiration. Okay, now I feel like the bad person. Uh, well, I guess we won't be eating dinner at that awesome new blind restaurant tonight, <laughs> Judy. I hear the blind girl's good with the balls. <laughs> oh, I forget what she made. She made something that looked good. Um, but it was so easy just to like you know switch like. <laughs> but you are do- you're doing great on the show, Monty. I'm so happy for you. Thank Th- you, Judy. Oh Judy knows where I've been <laughs> and like how hardcore things were for me before that show. So I- I'm just really excited to just be out of this really ugly place and you know doing so much better now. I finally got a job. Yay! I'm excited. Yeah. Man. Say the radio so station it's, it's name. Great. What's the radio huh? state? What's the radio station? The radio station is in Phoenix, which is hot as balls. Um, What's with you in the What balls? It's, it's like 110 degrees today, for real Were deal. Are sweating balls? Um, well, it's actually 110 <laughs> degrees here, too, but... It's hot as hot as little testes. Um, hot as balls. And it, uh, it's my, myphoenixmusic.com. You can stream it online, and it's uh, my1039. And what's your website? So people can see how my fucking Phoenix foxy music, you are. Myphoenixmusic.com. MyPhoenixMusic.com. And you can find uh, Monty on Facebook. And what's your Twitter handle? MC3Monty. <laughs> M-O-N-T-I. MC3Monty with an I. Uh, yeah, it's been nuts. I mean, I don't know. I, You know, excuse uh, me. Who would have ever thought that I would have made it onto a cooking show? <laughs> and, and I, well, I really apparently there are blind because, people on there. Yeah, I just got the previews for this week's show that they're doing on Monday, and it's just me, like, cussing out people, which is... Which is you? Are you going to be a breakout star? Because I yes. haven't watched the show, yes. but I have seen I have yes, seen things is. on the internet about you. And yes. I don't even know you. She is. You're a breakout. You have? Yeah. You're a breakout. Uh-huh. You're Are a breakout you star. Yeah. Well, no. I got a referral from no. probably somebody's Twitter feed or somebody's Facebook feed. But I have. I have seen things about you. You're a breakout. You're you're <gasps> someone that they talk about oh on the gosh. internet. My friend, my friend Kurt. I don't know, dude. I don't ever consider myself a breakout star. I breakout. I got into a breakout. huge fight with this kid Ryan. Oh, and, he's a dick. Um, like, <laughs> totally living up to the Puerto Rican stereotype. You let your Puerto Rican <laughs> freak flag fly, baby. Oh, my God. I can say Fs, but not Ss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, Monty, I hope you kick ass on Monday. It's nine. O- it's nine o'clock on Fox, right? Nine o'clock on nine, nine eight Central on Fox. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to be in touch with you later, um, personally. But thank you so much for being on our show. I love you guys. Congratulations. I love on you too. Show. And please take care. And I'll talk to you soon. Be nice to the blind girl. She's nice to her. I'm mean to her. <laughs> teach Judy, teach, teach Judy a little civility, will you, Monty? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, all right. Is that our first reality show t- uh, TV star? I think it was. Oh. It's impressive, you guys. Hey, can we play the um, Glad to be Gay song now, Does Jack? Because it, it is Pride Day. Yeah, I guess and, so. Because um, it's Pride Day. And um. Pride Day. <laughs> I love this song. All right. It's Mike and Judy's show here on the Heritage Radio Network, streaming live from Roberto's. We'll be back in a minute. in the world I don't believe one of these stories I've heard about them raiding our pubs for no reason at all lining the customers up by the wall picking out people knocking them down resisting arrest as they're kicked on the ground searching their houses calling them queer I don't believe that sort of thing Happens here. Sing if you're glad to be gay. Sing if you're happy that way. Hey, sing if you're glad to be gay. Sing if you're happy that way. Pictures of naked young women are fun. I love me some Tom Robinson band. DRB. I love this. Um, anyway, we're back with our two guests, Janet Ginsburg and Danny Hellman. Danny, you're doing all the um, artwork for the CBGB's festival. Yeah. But the, there's no more CBGB's. What happened? What's up? I don't know. The CBGB's <laughs> people found me on Facebook, and they uh, they had gone through a couple of illustrators before me, and they said... Okay, let's define this. The CBGB's people. Yeah, who are they? I think they're yeah, a bunch of hedge fund Did, did Hilly come back from the gray, the dead? They're not relatives of Hilly Crystals. They're a bunch of folks who bought the name. Oh, from Hilly's kids, probably. I guess so. I went up and met them a few weeks ago. They're doing business out of a hotel room in the West 50s. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds not, punk. Not, yeah, not that. No, not at all punk, but not all that swank either it's really just a hotel room well you know how i i feel about this this whole cbgb's thing i mean i mean it's, it's bullshit i mean obviously it's a bunch of hedge fund guys who co-opted the brand and are putting on this rock festival and if you've seen the original promo materials which were leaked onto facebook and whatnot it's all about lifestyle marketing and cross cross corporate transmedia you know blah 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 it's really very antithetical to the whole spirit of what cbgb's was and in fact you know, how, you know how I feel about the CBGBs was antithetical to the whole spirit of CBGBs. I mean, all that save CBGB stuff, you know how I feel about this? It was bullshit because the people who ran CBGBs didn't want to save it themselves. They hadn't booked a good show there in 10 years. He didn't give a fuck. He was making a million dollars a year in t-shirt sales. But their, cl- their closing shows were good. <laughs> I didn't go to any, but like I Patty's didn't go to any. Well, sure, sure, you know, and there was some, some nice stuff happening at the end. And then there was also that whole summer where these, like, thrash bands that had played there in 1982 when you and I were uh, right. a bit too When I was, uh, like, 
uh, an embryo and I went there in my mother's womb, Mike. <laughs> right. Oh, to be a fly on those <laughs> oh. My um, mother's a slam dancer. Yeah, that was you with the Mohawk McGuire. I saw you. <laughs> all there. right, all right. Tell us that story about the nose ring again. Shut up. <laughs> it got lost in but, a white boy dreadlock, okay? I love that story so much. It's, just, oh my. it's romance. It's, it's punk rock romance. In a squat. Oh, it gets better and better. It gets better and better. See, now never say... I have scabies just listening to that story. And that's what I'm talking about. Never say that Judy McGuire... The woman who was too hot for television is less than authentic. She's the real fucking deal, okay? And these CBGBs posers, these fucking clowns, they, what, what have they got to do with CBGBs except stealing a name and co-opting it and saying, okay. They didn't steal it. They bought it. They, they bought paid it. for well, it. Okay. You know, I Fine, think it's C- all fair because I what is C- fair too. CB, the minute you say the CBGBs brand, you have already lost. You've already lost. When it's a brand, it's something else. And when it's a brand, buy it, sell it. You know, not, not that that's, I mean, I've lost a lot of faith. I have no faith in humanity and I'm a nihilist, but get rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it doesn't mean anything, if it's a brand, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. I, I know, but it's just kind of, it's kind of makes me a little sick. See all these bands rushing to play and people say, oh, we're playing the CBGB's festival as if they were now part uh, of something, part you know of a what? movement, part of a zeitgeist. They did at the actual CBGB's. Maybe well, this will be better than the actual CBGB's were. Well, like, we'll sh- be able to sit down when we pee. There you go. Yeah, I'm probably sh- not, though. Yeah, probably oh, I'm, not. I'm sure, I'm sure that the top uh, tier of bands who are getting together for this, um, some of which, you know, we're both fans of, Red Cross, we were talking about before, are getting paid, you know, some nice dough to play, but there are 300 bands, a lot of local bands are hoping that this is going to be their, <laughs> their, well, their turn on MasterChef. How is it a festival if if they're all over the place? What does the festival thing even mean? Like, what does that mean? Well, oh, well, that's well, like well a the, new the jazz thing. festival used to take place in different places. Yeah, it's like CMJ really, really or, or, or South by Southwest. Oh, so it's all over New York? Because yeah. I don't know anything about it. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, sure, why not have a gig you know, here, there, and everywhere else? Um, but again, now these people are kind of like the man, you know? Eh, we're all old. We all need to pay our bills. Everybody's the man. Who's not the man? Seriously, I wish I, I were more of the man. All the time. I would, I would <laughs> like. I wish I was. Man. Jack, I'll tell you who's the man. Jack Insley. Jack Insley is the engineer man. Wow, to the stars. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking so, of which, I felt old at Bonnaroo. How fucked up is that? Oh <laughs> my god! Dude, uh, I, I don't envy your job. There you were at the Great Gugamuga, and the next day you're at fucking Bonnaroo dodging a fish concert. Yeah, right? seventeen-hour drive later. Ew! Ew. Uh, you mean Heritage Network didn't take out the private jet for? Yeah, this where's day? Patrick's? Where's Patrick's Gulfstream? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's too many eco credits or carbon <laughs> credits or whatever. So, Danny, what else are you been working on? Um, the CBGB's poster is fantastic, by the way. And, you know, I'm truly a great admirer of your stuff, and I don't think you were part and parcel or complicit with this other. Was you know? Yeah, you I'm know, just you know. I'm just a hired, shameful hired hand. I'm a shameful guy. exploitation <laughs> of oh everything I ever fucking fought. He's for. not shitting on you. <laughs> I'm just shitting. Just your bosses. <laughs> well, I love the story you told me before that you handed in the first version of the poster and they told you it was too punk. Yeah, <laughs> Grampy, don't be true? telling tales there, out of school. There Is were that true? there were two incidents. They've been fun to deal with. The first incident. I, I did the design and I drew the Empire State Building. You know, it's a girl uh, with a mohawk, a punk rock gal climbing the Empire State Building. That could have been you, Maguire. Could have been. <laughs> a la King Kong. And I guess they had a lawyer who saw it and said, well, we could get sued by the Empire State Building. Said, see, what? that's not punk right there. A lawyer. <laughs> they had a lawyer see it. You've already jumped Plus the shot. the Empire uh, State Building is an. It's an icon of New York City. Well, <laughs> and by the way, our friends being screw Al Goldstein. Some of those lawsuits he won probably make it fair use to parody the um, King Kong and the Empire State Building. 
And I refer you to um, the world and Pillsbury Dough versus Al Goldstein. Well, there was a cover I drew for Screw that had Mickey Mouse taking a dump on Times Square from the Empire State Building. Oh, I those Disney people will. I was going to send that to the CBGB's people and say, look, Al Goldstein didn't get sued over this cover. And Disney is tough, man. They're the litigious. Like, and uh, speaking yeah, exactly. of balls, Disney, I mean, Al had balls. These new CBGB's people don't. Ballless. Ballless. Uh, well, Eunuchs. Somewhat without balls. I don't know. Anyway, oh my God, are we out of time? Time is flying. It's what? Whoa, Danny, where can people find you and your brilliant artwork? www.dannyhelman.com. I'm on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, and let's uh, and well, your uh, Tumblr is where, where's your blog with the screw covers, which is absolutely should be required. That's on for- Blogger, and I I wish I was better about keeping that thing up. I visited every couple of months or so but that's on blogger i don't remember the url Stop but it. it's <laughs> called the screw screw cover art blog and you know i i like to post covers by different people it, it's essential it's really yeah. unbelievable how much talent you know was shown on the cover of screw magazine people um either forget or screw out its reputation which preceded you know generally unfairly because it was a pretty pretty hep magazine it was the world's greatest newspaper it was it I was. feel unsatisfied because I feel like we haven't figured out who's not the man now. <laughs> well, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all want to be the man. Yeah. Who doesn't? Oh, we all well, aspire I've, towards manhood. All right, I've well, missed you, Mike I've and Jack. You, I've missed you too, Judy. Heritage Radio is not the man. That's for sure. No, they're not. So not the man. No. It's, you yeah, know, but they have pork chops. <sighs> And the chickens, the heritage chicken is nothing to sneeze at. Let me I wonder if the heritage sells balls. You know, <laughs> they probably if they have a chicken or they have a steer, they've got the they've balls. Got at the some balls. Point. They should be selling them. Chicken balls. Ew, that is so gross. <laughs> All right, once again, it's been the Mike and Judy show here on the Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's. Before we go, Judy, when's your party? And tell us one more time about your unbelievably fantastic book. The the um, official book of sex, drugs, and rock and rollists. I finally have the title right. July 12th at Powerhouse Arena. Um, Princess Superstar, Superstar Mike Edison, uh, Rich Jizwiak from Gawker, it's a cavalcade of Bob superstars. Bert, a Garan- whole bunch of guaranteed nudity. There's going to be nudity and drugs and yes. Know, there's going to be Pap's blue ribbon. The hipster, <laughs> hipster drug. Did Janet tell you before? Lie. <laughs> Alcohol yes. is a drug. Oz- Ozzy Osbourne's going to be there. Cocaine. Keith Richards. Courtney Love is coming out. Snooki is having her baby at your Oh my party. god, she's crowning, but she's holding it in. <laughs> she's pushing it back in. I can't wait. It's the Mike and Judy show, the fastest thirty minutes on the internet. Happy Gay Pride Day, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.